First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, welcome everybody to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, happy to be sitting in the chair, happy to be spouting off. And never has that opener been more important than now because you can't have all the other Bill of Rights if you don't have that first one. Uh, Not only the freedom of speech and the expression, freedom of expression, but all the other ones, religious freedom and what have you. And more than ever, people are beginning to figure out that those precious rights are under attack. Before I get into uh, my main beef today, and we have a tremendous show planned for you, uh, I want to give a free plug to a place that puts out good news. It's called Good News Friday. Uh, I could do a whole hour. Now, they're not all huge wins, but they are wins and they're important. Uh, I don't have time to get into it, but if you want Good News Friday in your email box, go to defendingtherepublic.org. That's defendingtherepublic.org. Dot org And every Friday, I use them for sometimes my monologues because it's important to realize that the defiance to tyranny is essential. Everyone from Gandhi and Thomas Jefferson understood that, that compliance to tyranny just brings more tyranny. Uh, I got my, my knickers in a twist, however, to this headline that I saw and Boy, you know, I could, uh, there's a long line of headlines and articles and what's going on today that I could choose from. But this one, I got a lot to spout off about. Florida judge who approved the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago faces a barrage of anti-Semitic online attacks. I saw this headline yesterday when I went to uh, search it so I could get the original because you know, if it's AP or um, UPI, whatever, it gets picked up by thousands of other smaller news sites. And so we all know this is the narrative they want to push, that now the FBI is the victim in the raid on Mar-a-Lago, something that was questionable on its face, although not everybody saw it, but to claim that it is anti-Semitic because the magistrate, Judge Reinhardt, don't have his first name in front of me. And what happens? Everybody jumps on that bandwagon because the greatest uh, uh, tactic among the greatest tactics the left uses is who can be the greater victim. They want to change the narrative and claim that FBI and the judge are victims of anti-Semitism. Now, you know that I put the Judeo and Judeo-Christian when I hear about anti-Semitic attacks. Boy, you know, my ears perk up. But let's look a little deeper into this propaganda tactic and ask ourselves whether or not the news media, the dutiful propaganda news media has a leg to stand on on this one. Using anti-Semitism to demagogue and advance their narrative when they themselves stoke anti-Semitism and ignore it when it doesn't advance their narrative. We can point to not just Uh, Ilhan Omar and the numerous anti-Semites in the Democrat Party. And yes, that's (laughs) which now we're we're beginning to see that the FBI is doing the bidding of the leftists, the radical leftists that control the Democrat Party. Uh, They use anti-Semitism only 
uh, only when it advances their goals. The other problem is there's no evidence, no corroborated evidence that those threats are real and yet real attacks, not just threats, have been made and the FBI and other leftists completely, wholly and 100% what? Ignore them. They ignore them. How about that? So I can point to at least one example, and that's this one. All right. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. Uh, When there was an attack on the synagogue uh, in Texas, of all places, who was it? It was the FBI. I don't have it handy. This is the other thing I want to tell you real quick so that you can look at it yourself because we don't have all the time necessary to give you the laundry list of FBI abuses. And yet there's a laundry list article that just came out in the Federalist. Think the FBI deserves the benefit of the doubt? This laundry list of corruption should make you think again. And what do we have in that list? January 15th, 44-year-old Malik Faisal Akram took hostages in a Texas synagogue near Dallas and demanded the release of a Pakistani national, also known as Lady Al-Qaeda, serving an 86-year-old sentence, 86-year sentence for assault and attempted murder. Matthew J. DeSarno, this is listed in the article in The Federalist, not exactly a, a an unrespected news outlet, although they don't do the they don't get the memos that the left uh, news outlets get to simply uh, regurgitate the leftist narrative. Matthew J. DeSarno, the FBI's special agent in charge of the Dallas field office, said the attack on a synagogue had are yeah sitting down nothing to do with targeting Jews. How about that? This person was within a thousand churches in the Fort Worth area, within a half an hour drive of the incarceration of the person that he wanted released, compared to seven Jewish centers of worship. But sure, (laughs) <laughs> the article says, Special Agent DeSarno, the terrorism was not specific to threatening uh, the Jewish community. I am also reminded of the many, many times the left has said that if you, if you criticize George Soros and his radical leftist takeover of a variety of uh, spheres of influence in the United States of America to weaken this country. Well, you're being an anti-Semite by God because Soros is an ethnic Jew. Never mind that George Soros is among the most open, brazen, self-hating anti-Semitic Jews you could possibly find anywhere and has been on record saying so. So the left uses this constant narrative of racism, bigotry, whenever it suits them, and yet they themselves are guilty of inciting just that kind of bigotry and racism when it suits them. Uh, I have an article on the blackboard at my website, karencatalin.com. It isn't up yet. Uh, To posit this, this idea, and that is that the very collectivism that Marxism and socialism requires, that they are pushing us and coercing us towards in this country. That used to be a radical thing to say, but most people understand it now, that the constant collectivism that is required to push a country into Venezuela territory, Marxism territory, and old Soviet Union communist territory requires that you... uh, lump and group people into in well you you lump people into groups 
for the purpose of controlling, manipulating, and coercing them. That means by that very nature, you have to depersonalize them. Now, you know, please understand what I'm saying here. The very notion of collectivism, which is the antithesis of what America has stood for since its founding, is contrary uh, it is contrary to everything this country stands for, that people should be judged on their individual actions, not by what group or ethnicity they belong to. And yet that is the culture the radical left is moving us towards. If you're white, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Christian, well, you're irredeemable, you're deplorable, and you don't get to be judged by your own actions, held accountable to your own words. No. So uh, uh, Marxism is by its nature racist. Yes, it is. We're going to have to leave it there. Can't wait to introduce you to my next guest, Karen Catalina, listening to Spouting Off. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and use the promo code RAM and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference on all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. <sighs> Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. 
When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I am so glad that you're along with us on these KRN Radio Network stations. You'll never, you never know where you're going to find Spouting Off. Uh, Once we put out one of these shows, they have a life of their own. And I am privileged to have with us our next guest. I was going to just mention among the two biggest stories our alphabet agencies, the FBI, the the corruption, the blatant corruption of the FBI and another alphabet agency, the IRS. We all know that the monopoly of power in Washington, D.C., signed by the presidential potted plant, uh, a bill was signed to bring on 88,000 IRS agents to um, bully and intimidate American citizens into paying the tax increases that also just got paid. And people are saying, gee, could they be, could, could they misuse that power? Gee, I don't know. Well, the truth is they already have, they already have, and they've gotten away with it. A pivotal report published this week by the David Horowitz Freedom Center reveals the blatant corruption and malfeasance within the Internal Revenue Service and its use as a partisan tool to aid the Democrat Party in winning elections and promoting radical causes. Who's surprised at that? And here to talk about it is one of the co-writers of that report, managing editor and encyclopedic guide, uh, discover the networks. Uh, he also contributes as a writer to Front Page Magazine. His name is John Perrazzo. He's a great guest. Sorry for the long intro. John Perrazzo, thank you for joining us here on Spouting Off. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for writing this report. It bugs me when I see people ask that naive question, well, gee, could they abuse that power? Why do they want that power in the first place? Why don't you give us a little taste of what's in this new report that you did with uh, David Horowitz? Sure. Uh, What's happened is the IRS uh, has permitted many, many, many hundreds of, of what we call tax-exempt uh, organizations. They, they come under a heading of the tax code called 501c3. What that does is it, it obligates them to meet certain, uh, certain requirements in order to have that tax-exempt status. It's a status that allows them to not pay any federal tax themselves, and it's a status that allows them to accept uh, contributions from people, and the, the donors can can claim a, a uh, tax write-off uh, for those contributions. It's a very advantageous status to have. And in return for having that status, what they're supposed to do is they are supposed to agree to a, uh, mostly, mainly a couple of major uh, uh, stipulations. Number one, that they uh, will not contribute in any way, uh, either with finances or with uh, rhetoric to the political campaign of anyone running for office or against uh, specifically a political campaign of anyone, any individual running for office. And number two, that they won't engage in anything that's illegal uh, or they won't support any organization that's doing something illegal. And those two things uh, have been repeatedly, uh, the IRS has repeatedly allowed organizations who, who commit those two violations um, to retain their, their tax-exempt status and go about getting all of the, uh, the benefits of tax-exempt status without living up to the, the obligations that that very status is, you know, hinges on. So it's a, it's a terrible scandal and something that we've tried to shine a light on. Um, John, I'm glad you stopped there for a second because I'm going to go out on a limb here. We're talking to John Perazzo. Uh, author of this new report, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe they get they let these 
501c3s get away with it if they're pushing leftist Democrat candidates. But if they're pushing a candidate the leftist machine doesn't like, they do go after them, don't they? Yes, absolutely. That's what we're that's what we're saying. And we can even trace that that mindset and that pattern back um, to a few years back. It was between uh, 2010 and 2013. You, you may recall that the IRS was uh, yes. clamping down on, on conservative organizations. Any what was Lerner? She got a slap on the wrist, didn't she? Exactly, exactly. Conservative groups that had Tea Party in their name or conservative in their name. Uh, they were yeah. their attempts to get this same tax exempt status was slow walked and and blocked at every turn, and this happened to hundreds of organizations. And the problem was that it wasn't only those organizations that suffered, but the millions of American citizens who may have been influenced by whatever message they were looking to promote, they also didn't get to hear that message. So it, it had a tremendous effect on the election of 2012, and I would say even 2014. And if you want to talk about uh, you know interference in an election or collusion against uh, a particular party of candidates in elections, that was it. That was a, uh, as blatant an example of it as we've ever seen. Yeah. You know, John, I've thought about that often, about the interference and suppressing the opposition, which now they're doing in a most brazen way with all of these alphabet agencies that have been openly politicized. But way back then, they found a a quote-unquote legal way, air quotes, legal way to insert themselves into elections by suppressing dissent and suppressing uh, um, the right to congregate and and express oneself freely. Um, Could you further delve into that? Because I think way back then, people realized that some one side is getting away with this kind of abuse of power um, because it really wasn't stopped. The IRS got a slap on the wrist, and does anybody think they stopped doing that? Uh, not at all. Um, we can, even, you know, if you one of the things we talked about in the report was how the IRS uh, turned a blind eye to the doings of Black Lives Matter uh, in 2020. Everybody knows that Black Lives Matter essentially set off a, a wave of, of violence across the country. And in that wave of violence, you know, there were not only billions of dollars worth of uh, property damage, but 5,000 extra people died in 2020 than had died in previous years. The, the, the murder rate mm. went way, way up. And that was largely an outgrowth of the, the, the tenor and the, and, and the mood, uh, the anti-police, uh, anti-authority, pro-crime, uh, anti-American uh, mood that, that that Black Lives Matter created. And all that time, uh, Black Lives Matter was in the forefront of this violent uh, movement, and there were a number of these tax-exempt, what we call 501c3 organizations that were contributing uh, to Black Lives Matter. The IRS mm. turned a blind eye, never said a word about it. And some of these were major, major foundations with multi-billion dollars of assets in their, in their coffers. Mm. And not only that, but when it was all over, at the end of the year, we've had a, you had a year of complete chaos across the cities of America. What does the IRS do? It actually granted Black Lives Matter its own uh, tax-exempt 501c3 status. So Black Lives Matter was actually rewarded for what it had done to the country by actually becoming a tax-exempt organization uh, in its own right. It no longer needed what they called a fiscal sponsor, which prior to that it had had. Now now the IRS was actually rewarding it. It's absolutely incredible. And that absolutely violates one of the stipulations that's in the uh, Internal Revenue Code, that a no organization, no charitable 501c3 nonprofit will make uh, contributions to any organization that's engaged in something unlawful, illegal, any kind of illegal activity. It's astonishing, and yet we see this pattern, John Peraza. We see this pattern being done where the people who are in the position of being the fire brigade are often the people who've set the fires. Uh, That's an analogy I have to use because 
people are watching this happen. We have only a couple minutes and then we're going to take a break. I am delighted that you're able to stay with us for one more segment. Uh, and I don't want to get interrupted here. So um, if you have one short comment, and then when we come back, I want to talk about, maybe even speculate, talk more about your report, speculate on how they have been able to corrupt these large agencies uh, seemingly so easily. Um, just a quick comment, and then we'll, we'll uh, come right back after the break. Well, sure. There's an example after example of how the IRS has basically turned a blind eye to, to these things. We, we've got a situation now where the southern border, for example, is wide open. Uh, there's yes. all kinds of there's all kinds of these five hundred one c three nonprofits engaged in helping yeah. the the illegal uh, wave of, of migrants uh, be transported all across the country. This uh, is boy, nonprofits um, that are deeply involved in that. Yeah, and you can see there's so much more to talk about. We're talking with John Perazzo here on Spouting Off. We will be back right after this. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the WASPs. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. 
If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. So much to discuss with our current guest, John Perrazzo, managing editor at Discover the Networks, the esteemed site of David Horowitz, a, a treasure for conservatives who uh, has written, he's prolific, and John Perrazzo has co-written with uh, David Horowitz or on his own some tremendous books. You can look him up both at discoverthenetworks.org, written books like From Shadow Party to Shadow Government. We were just talking about George Soros and the effort to radically change America, Government Versus the People, The New Shame of the Cities that came out in 2014. You have just done some tremendous work. John Perrazzo, thank you for uh, staying with us through the break. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yes, and uh, you're you're such a thoughtful man. Um, We were talking before the break about uh, uh, these alphabet agencies and bureaucratic, unelected bureaucrats making uh, uh, changes in our country and abusing power in ways maybe we've never seen so brazenly. If you would be so kind, I mean, if you would care to speculate, how have they been able to so uniformly corrupt? and infiltrate these giant agencies. I have hunches. I'd love to know yours and, and make them arms of a radical leftist agenda. How, how has that happened? Well, the agencies are much like the activist organizations that, uh, to which they turn their blind eye when the activist organizations uh, violate the, the tax laws. And uh, what, what's happened is the activist organizations and the agencies like the IRS have been taken over by, by the left. And we can really trace this back to uh, a few decades back. It was really in the 70s. Uh, the political left uh, was inspired by uh, actually a, a person who was dead at the time, a man named Antonio Gramsci, but he had a tremendous effect on the uh, American left. He was an Italian communist. And he, did, he, he postulated that the way that the Marxist uh, left would, would be able to come to power would not be through any type of uh, violent revolution of any kind, but it would actually be by a kind of a stealth method where they would, instead of uh, being open and violent and radical, they, what they would do is they would infiltrate the institutions of the of the of the mm. West of America. They'd infiltrate mm. the universities and the schools and the philanthropic foundations and the activist organizations like we have now on the left. And if they could get a foothold in there, even the churches were also involved. They would infiltrate the churches, and by doing that, they could literally change the psyche of an entire culture over the course of a generation or two. And, and Gramsci said that if he could do that, well, then it would be like winning the war without firing the single proverbial shot. You don't have to really fight them. The, the enemy will basically fall in line uh, into your hands. That's what he, he wow. thought. And so what they did, what the left did, is they began to focus their energy on uh, creating these hundreds and thousands of left-wing activist organizations in every field, whether it's environmentalism or anti-Israel, whatever it is. And uh, they all work together like a gigantic network, and they're supported by left-wing foundations with hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And they work together, and that's what's happened. And the IRS, unfortunately, uh, at least their leadership, uh, has the same mentality, and that's why they allow these organizations to get away with violating the very tax laws that on which their uh, nonprofit status is hinging. Well, it's it's uh, it's chilling because we're watching what Gramsci uh, said that communists should do: a self 
avowed Italian communist Antonio Gramsci. Uh, we're watching that happen today. Uh, I wonder with the uh, presidential uh, president number 44, Barack Obama, we saw a massive growth in this taking over of the alphabet agencies. And we're watching the unfortunate fruits of that because the leaders, you don't have to take over a whole FBI uh, in, uh, in order to corrupt it. All you have to do is, is take over the leadership, you know, like Comey and all the rest to yeah. corrupt an agency. Speak to that if you could, because we're watching this in spades right now. The IRS, the FBI, the CIA, on and on and on it goes. And they all have the same agenda, don't they? Speak to that if you would. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's the leadership. We often, you know, we often hear it's not the rank and file FBI agents who are to blame for what's happened with the FBI, but it's the leadership that we've seen in place uh, for the last <clears throat> number of years. Even you mentioned earlier, you mentioned the name Lois Lerner with the uh, with the IRS back in the Obama years. She was the one who saw the the systematic campaign to block the efforts of hundreds of these conservative organizations to apply for their own tax-exempt status. Uh, it didn't mean that the entire IRS was poisoned from uh, A to Z in terms of its personnel, but if uh, if the head of the organization and her uh, immediate underlings are of the left and they have an agenda, and they, and they also share this, this this Antonio Gramsci mindset of infiltrating the organ, the institutions without making a, a great uh, ruckus about it, but doing it in a stealth manner. That's what they do. And Obama was a, was a master at it. Um, that's what that's what we saw during the Obama years. And he, what, what the seeds that he sowed then are still sprouting up today. There's no question about it. Obama was a student of a man named Saul Alinsky, who uh, was an American, uh, he claimed not to be a Marxist, but he was, and he was also of the, the Gramsci School of Thought, where he tried to infiltrate the institutions, and so he was an American, and Obama studied Alinsky very, very carefully. He took the Alinsky method to community organizers he worked with. So this is what the left is in, influenced by. This is the movement that created the modern left in America. And it's what we're seeing play out today in these uh, institutions. Yeah. What, what endlessly interests me, and of course it is chilling because the left is uh, always seems to be guilty. The ideology of the left, not individuals necessarily, uh, they're guilty of misappropriating the culture all the things they have lectured us about, they have done. Your uh, your colleague, David Horowitz, has says often, they're the racists. They're the ones lecturing us about race, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So, um, I, again, I want you to speculate a little because you do this every day. And I get into these somewhat philosophical arguments about whether or not uh, they're doing this because they hate the country and they're evil or they're utopian thinkers and they're true believers. Of course, it's a broad generalization. But on the whole, is it because they hate America as it's founded and they want to take America down? Of course, they want to uh, recreate it in their own Marxist image. Or or is it a, a naivete about uh, uh, utopian thinking with of course, them as the narcissistic, benevolent dictator. What do you What do you think? I think it's a great question. I think it has probably what I would say a two part answer. The the leaders of this movement, the ones who uh, understand Gramsci and, and Linsky, etc., uh, the, the the leaders of the left, the Obamas, etc. Um, they are. They do hate America. There's no question about it. Uh, that is. That is what I would say. They hate the country as it is, as it was founded, and uh, their goal is to transform it. 
the famous line that Obama used five days before yes. his uh, election was five or five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Famous quote, and it, say, it speaks volumes as to what he feels about the country. Now, he would say uh, he's, what he's doing is trying to perfect the country. Uh, he wants uh-huh. to, he, that he's doing it out of a sense of love. But no, um, it's not a sense of love because when you spend 90, 95% of your time uh, engaging in rhetoric that tears the country down, that talks about what a racist cesspool it is, which is essentially what Obama did almost all the time whenever he spoke about race, and it's what the left constantly does. We see it all over the Obama administration, talking about systemic racism, um, that they portray the country as a hellhole. That's what they do. And you don't, yeah. you do not do that if you And then the they country. create it as a hellhole. I am a, uh, so sorry that we're going to have to leave it there. We have only about a half, half a minute. Tell everybody how they can find you and read this report, the IRS Revealed report. The report right now is on frontpagemag.com. And it's there for free. There's no no charge for it. You can read the full report. It's about twenty thousand words, so it's a mm. it's a substantial read, but it's well worth it. Discoverthenetworks.com. We got to run. I'm so sorry, John Perrazzo. What a blessing! What a great guest. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with another great guest after this. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the epic times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Share healthcare. How can I help? help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit sharehealthcare.com. Sharehealthcare.com. Sometimes you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating. It's just wise advice. Is completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com. So I decided to give it a try. I was amazed at Aunt Emma's insights. She gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next. And maybe she can help you too. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away. Again, you can find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com. Get the female perspective. Just ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only. Must be 18 or older. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, And every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. 
Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back. What a fast hour it has been. Uh, If you'd like to uh, visit us and even call in live, we do this Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern. And the shows are on my website, karencataline.com, where you can catch up on the podcast after the fact or or write me at at karencataline.com and tell me, more about what you'd like to hear. I'm delighted to welcome as our final guest this hour, Dr. Dean, Dr. Jason Dean, creator and host of BraveTV.com and the owner of Revolution Health. Brave TV is a media and content channel for restoring the American Republic. Boy, do we need that. This is done through the education of health freedom, constitutional learning, and maximizing knowledge. Thank you, Dr. Jason Dean, for joining us here on Spouting Off. Thanks for having me, Karen. I appreciate it. Great. Well, this is a little taste of what you do. Uh, You are here to talk about a constantly monitored and surveilled people we are in America, uh, and you're alerting people to things that people think are so benign, Fitbits and sleep apps. Are they spying on us with these things? What do we need to know, Dr. Dean? I almost wish I didn't have to bring this message to uh, your listeners and everyone else I speak to because... Uh, I just was in an airport and most everyone's wearing an iWatch or a Fitbit or Aura Rings or things like that because uh, they're, they're really great technological devices that can help us with our health. But unfortunately, I dove down into the research and the World Economic Forum is actually involved with every one of these companies and they're actually collecting data and everybody, but they're also collecting voice, audio, and more. And unfortunately, whether it's the iPad, the iPhone, or you know, even the Samsung, Android, all that different stuff, uh, they're collecting this data to keep track of your health because ultimately this is actually a big, big brother situation. Um, you've heard of a universal basic income. You've heard of you know, they want us to cut down on meat and eat crickets and things like that. That's not just you know, dramatized headlines out there. This is actually what they're going for. And I've looked up these companies and the, you know, the CEOs, the founders of these companies are working directly with the World Economic Forum and have given them basically permission to tap into all these devices. So anyone who has those things, the World Economic Forum is in your back pocket, literally. Wow. You know what's scary, along with what you just said, that what you just said is believable now in light of everything else we're watching, in light of the hoax and the travesty of a Chinese virus being used to control, manipulate, and subjugate people. Uh, So many places to go with this, Dr. Jason Dean. Have you done research at all on whether the people with the huge money that are directing this kind of thing actually want to live forever, and yet they want to control our health and in some cases shorten people's lives if they've decided that, well, gosh, there's just too many people in the world. I find that ironic that these evil people that are making decisions for the rest of us want to live forever, but they want a lot of people who are living their lives to die. Is that possible? They they, they essentially have a God complex, but in, in reality, you know, I, I, 
even though we call them elite, it's kind of a misnomer of a word. They're not elite. They're actually they actually run in fear. This is the this is the crazy part of it. People think that they're you know just because they're high up and they have a lot of money that they you know they they know all or they're all they're all you know all godly. They're not. They want to be. the The interesting part is you know Bill Gates and all these other cronies out there. They constantly say that we're overpopulated, but you know in in my world of natural health, we actually do the the work on farming. We talk about it. We study it. And you can actually fit the entire population of the whole world into North Texas and still have like, I think it's like an acre or an acre of space for every single person. So this idea that we're overpopulated is not actually true. They've been telling us this for decades, haven't they, doctor? They've been telling this for decades. And yet there are places, lots of places in Europe that aren't even recreating their own numbers, right? There's Correct. population crises in Europe, like in Italy. They don't have enough to recreate. So what's that all about? I love that you're talking about this because a lot of people, they don't have the courage or the guts to even talk about this. You Well, I mean, this, this goes back to just straight Marxism and communism. I look at Lenin, and Lenin even talked about the way you grab socialism in the people is through healthcare. So they ultimately just want control. They they want power over us because ultimately, at the end of the day, this all comes down to create, you know, our creator, our connection to our creator. We are sovereign beings, and they don't want us to be connected to our creator. And so they will put themselves in between because they think that they have to run the planet, and they're a bit psychopathic. So ultimately, this comes down to freedom. It is an interesting we're battling for the freedom of America. This is kind of our last stand, not only a physical battle, but a spiritual battle. And literally, this comes down to planetary enslavement or sovereignty forever. I mean, it, this is what this battle is. Yes. And and people who monitor you can control you. And that's what they want is control. Something as benign, we're almost out of time. This is a short segment. Something as benign as getting stuck in your throat, something stuck in your throat and you're coughing. Somebody monitoring that could see that as a real problem. And I'm only using that as an example because we're all collectivist beings now. We don't have individual stories. We don't have individual fingerprints. I, <laughs> pardon me if you don't mind my mentioning that, but that's exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? No, it's absolutely true. And, and that's really what it comes down to is, you know, I've been traveling like crazy. So you get a little cough here and there and not worried about yeah. anything, but, it, but, but they're listening not only to me, they're listening to you, but this is the scary part. They're listening to your children, and that should be the thing you're most concerned about. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap it up. So with this last minute or two, tell us how we can find out more about you, Dr. Jason Dean and Brave TV. You are clearly brave and uh, defiance to tyranny, as uh, Mohandas Gay Gandhi said, Gandhi said, is it's a duty. It's a duty to defy tyranny, and you're doing it. Tell us how we can find you and follow you. The best way to do it is BraveTV.com. I have a podcast five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday at noon Eastern time, and we tell, we, we tell people the source of the problem, how to get healthy the right way, and then how to, how to save and restore the republic. That is, that, is, that is our duty from here forward. Yeah. And I just want to say, I say it often, you know, it's a spiritual battle and they go after people of faith first, regardless of which faith that is. And so hold fast to the things that are the biggest threats. Dr. Jason Dean will have to have you back again for sure uh, to talk more about this. Uh, you know what? I have a little bit. I'm always has it. You know, I'm always jumping ahead here because the music will start soon. Do you have you treated the COVID uh, from natural sources? I, I worked all the way through it. No masks, no injections. Neither did our patients, and we we recovered every single one of them with no problem. Thank you, Doctor Jason Dean. That wraps it up for us. Thank you, to everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week.